Uh, topic. Guns. Is that the whole topic? Guns, God, and America. Yeah, America. <laughs> just and then we'll... just throw this out there, but our American Lit class is going to be called um, Guns, Read, God, Write, and, and Blue. Great. <laughs> Not Read, Write, and Blue. <laughs> God. That's so, that's so... So the title of this um, podcast will be Guns, God, and America. And it's then not really, but the we're intro will to come be up. Kid Rock. Thank God. <laughs> Do you think Kid Rock will be our special guest on our fiftieth episode? One day. Wait, he definitely isn't, isn't doing anything. <laughs> I think. No, um, we had to come up with creative names for our classes to put. Isn't Mike Huckabee's book called Guns, God, and Gravy? Yeah. Yeah. He has eaten all the gravy. <laughs> Is that the third part of the book? What if Lucy has to go to the bathroom? You better take that. Yeah, we'll just say, we'll just say Lucy has to go to the bathroom. I mean, it's not, it's not like it has to be, like, pristine. Yeah, I mean, the Wall Street isn't Journal NPR. isn't picking us up. This isn't, uh-uh. Hi, everybody. Welcome to episode 1.1 of Sibling Discourse. I think it's, uh, episode one, take two. <laughs> that first episode was a hot mess. So I the loved episode, it. the episode itself was very good. It was not released to the public, so whenever we're rich and famous, we will re-release it, and we can all have a good laugh. So what happened was, it was a week or two before the election, uh-huh. and so the podcast went really well, and then... We had a great time. Yeah, and then uh, I was ready to release it, and then Donald Trump won the presidency, and my sister got really butt hurt, and... <laughs> And then that ended the podcast for a while. I fell into a deep depression. Legitimately, like, I cried hysterically for a week, and then I broke a lot of stuff, and then I, like, didn't shout. Like, it just, I couldn't, I couldn't listen to the news, I couldn't anything. So, having a podcast about the news was, like, not an option. Right. Um, so, since I'm, according to Eric, no longer butthurt, I'm... I decided that we could re-up the podcast, and instead of trying to just talk about all the current events, because nobody wants to listen to us talk for three hours, we're going to pick one topic every week and discuss it civilly, hopefully. Um, And they're going to be topics that we disagree on, Um, and it's going to be great. So it's always going to be, so the topic that we disagree on is always going to be a doozy topic. Yeah. So something that... It, we know that we'll ne- it will never be resolved in this no. country. It will always be a topic of discomfort for many. So um, our example for this week, we were going to pick guns. So we're going to talk okay. talk guns, God in America, and... Um, in that America. accent the entire time. Correct. So we're going to talk about that. We'll do a little bit of current events. We'll talk about our topic for a little bit, and then we'll wrap it up with um, some crazy stuff in the news or uh, OMG WTF moment. So we'll go through that. And we'll wrap it up. We'll keep it under an hour. We um, promise. Yeah. And then uh, we'll have this go up and for all of you out there to subscribe and hopefully just enjoy. So read, not read, listen. <laughs> <laughs> so I said, I said at the beginning of this, I said every week for the topic that we choose that we will disagree upon, agree on the person who is most <laughs> upset about it. Um, has to go first. That's so true. But every we, week MVP. we should probably start by introducing ourselves. Correct. Um, because hopefully somebody who isn't our mother um, or Tom Perhonic will listen to this. Correct. I'm Lauren. I'm Eric. And we're siblings. Correct. We are technically, I guess. I think I'm a millennial. Based off. Oh, of- you're a millennial, mm-hmm. and I'm also I'm an old millennial. Yeah. Um, 
We also have our producer, my husband, Mark Bailey. What's up? <laughs> and Eric's wife, Amanda. Hey. Also my sibling. Joining in as a uh, guest. Special just... guest. She's actually just being held hostage. <laughs> she has she work to do. Yeah. <laughs> and she's actually saying things that I wanted everyone to hear, but now she won't say anything. So I'm sure she'll have an opinion. All right. So let's... Wait. Uh, let's... We're supposed to start with public... Not public affairs. Uh, one of the things that happened in the news... Special events. God, somebody help me. (laughs) Current events. Current events. Current events. This is a smart person podcast. Yes. All right, so current events. Go ahead. What do you have on the... uh, the Um, So this week I've been, like, really annoyed at Jeff Sessions. Um, Of course. Super racist, like, kind of ridiculous looking new attorney general who... Apparently was yakking with the ambassador, um, the Russian ambassador to America mm-hmm. during the campaign, which mm-hmm. I don't think I care about. Like, I mean, whatever. I don't care. But he lied about it mm-hmm. under oath Standard. to Al Franken. Standard. Which I'm not okay with. So. Point of order was Al Franken uh, yes. a celebrity of some sort? He was. He is a comedian. He's not funny. <laughs> He's not a very good politician either, I so mean, he's 0 for 2. What? Why do you think... We're already off topic. Why Jeff Sessions, go ahead. No, I mean, that's all I have to say about it. I'm like, I'm horrified on behalf of America. I mean, he shouldn't be the the leader of the DOJ anyway, and now he's lying under oath. Like, are you kidding me? Yeah, that's, I mean, poor form. It's it's just one of those things where I think that... Uh, <laughs> All these, all these men and women in Congress and politics are just driven by ego. And when they get to that pinnacle of what they do, um, you know, they just feel that they're infallible, untouchable. You know, and it's, I myself like to see people like that kind of get knocked down a peg professionally. Yeah. So I, I, would, I would tend to, I think, agree that he is kind of a, a doucher on that. On that <laughs> I was front. just going to say doucher. Yeah. Yep. Oh, first thing we agree on. Yeah. Anything catch your eye in current events this week? Um, I mean, it's really... So, um, we just moved down to Maryland from uh, Johnstown, from Western PA. Um, so... Wait. We don't really have, like, the... Um, Can we... I'm sorry to interrupt you. I'm not, I'm not sorry, but I'm interrupting you. So, I'm talking to Mom over text message the other day. And she just real casually... She's like, blah, 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 cleaning the bathroom. Your dad's friend got murdered. So, apparently... So, as Eric said, he moved from Johnstown. That's where our parents still live. Apparently, this is sad. It's not funny. This lady that our dad works with at a correctional facility in Pennsylvania, her ex-husband, like, shot her to death. Wow. Mm Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. So, that was also a current event that I was horrified. But it was just... I mean, Mom... Is the best texter over 60 for sure, but it was just really casually dropped into us. Yep. That's great. That's great. <laughs> so, any hoodles, back to, back to you. Um, yes. Uh, I guess being in Maryland and a newcomer to Maryland, you always have to get used to, you know, we were in Johnstown for 30 years, so you have to get used to the idea that what are the good radio stations, where do you get your news, that sort of thing. And yeah. so, um, you know, I always do like the the NPRs and, and W whatever it is for around the area. WTOP. Yeah. And so like, it's really hard to get into the, the local politics cause I don't know anybody or care. 
Yeah. Um, and then the other factor is like everything is just so crazy in national politics. Um, I just think uh, one of the things that is crazy to me about um, the 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 health care bill that was supposed to be coming out. Oh my god! And the Republicans literally took it and locked it in the basement. <laughs> And Rand Paul, Rand Paul apparently had to be escorted out by congressional security because he wanted to go down into the basement and see it, and they said no. So apparently, it's just so terrible that you know, and it's just it's your same, it's the same old garbage, you know, um, of broken broken system. I mean, do you think that Rand Paul it was just an excuse to escort Rand Paul out of the building? It could have been. Although, I mean. I don't know. I, I just I, I think it's just it's just so comical. To... Uh, did you see the pictures of people like looking for the bill before they discovered it was locked up? <laughs> it's the Congress has come become a really crappy version of Where's Waldo? <laughs> Where, like instead of finding Waldo and like his dog, it's just you have to find like bags of garbage and a pile of poop and it's just terrible. You know, and a rich rich old white guys, you'll find a lot of them. So there's uh, just pockets of rich old white guys. My favorite. So, yeah. But Sweet. current events, I mean, not, it, in terms of the Jeff Sessions thing, it's been quiet. I mean, they're just trying to build up a scandal with that and make it the Nixon Watergate stuff. So that'll, that'll be several cycles, I'm sure. Speaking of Nixon and Watergate, a couple of weeks ago I couldn't sleep. So I was like, definitely time to watch All the President's Men, <clears throat> the movie about yeah. Watergate. Mm-hmm. Dude, movies in the 70s were the worst. Yeah. If you want to watch a movie about Nixon, watch Frost vs. Nixon. I did. I loved it. Very good. But, like, that one, there was no music. Yeah. It was terrible. 70s movies are hard to watch. It was terrible. Um, Also, just one last thing. Al Franken, I don't think you're a terrible politician, and I see here that you graduated from Harvard, so way to go. Great. Okay, cool. Guns? Guns. All right. Go ahead. So, as we know, she's probably the most <laughs> butt hurt. So, go ahead. Start us off on guns. All right. So, I just... Man, guns in America. It's like one of those things where I just... <laughs> I just want to shoot everyone when I talk about this. Perfect. Um, yeah, which is pretty ironic. Um, no, but okay. So, obviously, we have to start with the Second Amendment, right? So, the Second Amendment reads, <clears throat> and I quote, A well-regulated militia, capital M militia, being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Okay, so this is... The producer has a comment. I have a comment about that. Just superior awareness, the definition of well-regulated when it came to uh, that period of time when that was written, Mm -hmm. it meant well-oiled. So it meant something that works well. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have the same definition and connotation as regulation today. So what? So what you mean is like, like I shouldn't think of it in terms of like somebody that's like being, like regulated. Right. Not like in terms of like, like the, with the FDA is re- is a regulatory yeah. body. Right. Yeah. It's more like it's a regulated <clears throat> system. It's a working and functional system. Got it. Okay. So the Constitution was written in seventeen and. <laughs> So that that was like a long time ago, mm-hmm. okay? All right, so the first time that the Second Amendment was constitutionally challenged in the Supreme Court was in 1939. And the court adopted a collective rights approach in the case, determining that Congress could regulate a sawed-off shotgun. 
which is a pretty solid decision, that had moved in interstate commerce under the National Firearms Act in 1934. Under what grounds, though? Was that, like, weapon modification? Like, that's what they... Um, the shotgun has some reasonable relationship to the preservation or efficiency of a well-regulated... It did not have reasonable relationship to the preservation or efficiency of a well-regulated militia. <laughs> so they were essentially, like, any ding-a-ling is, doesn't need to have a sawed-off shotgun in order to satisfy their Second Amendment rights. Fair. Well, then, in 2008, the Supreme Court in District of Columbia versus Heller, they reversed that. And they were like, listen, there's an individual right for U.S. citizens to possess firearms and struck down the D.C. handgun ban as a violation of that right. Um, the majority in that decision, it was a 5-4 decision, um, Americans can possess firearms claiming that law-abiding citizens cannot use shot-off shotguns for any law-abiding purpose. So that's pretty decent. Okay, great. Um, so since then, you know, it's legally, I feel like it's really difficult for the case to really be made that there should be any legal ban for guns in the United States. Um, but to me, there's... We just, we need to just round them all up and melt them all down. So your beef, your beef essentially is we should just get rid. So it's not the, it's not people or guns themselves. It is the quantity of firearms it's or not, firearms themselves. It's just firearms themselves. I mean, I just like, there's not an argument that I think that you're going to be able to present to me that makes me feel like a gun is necessary for a citizen. Um... And I personally believe that the Second Amendment is one of those outdated amendments, kind of like, you know, the amendment um, that abolished drinking in America that we eventually repealed. Like, I, it just, it just doesn't, I, I just, it just doesn't make sense. Like, we have so many violent deaths in America because of firearms that, like, I feel like if we had a ton of violent deaths because of microphones like microphones would be illegal and i i guess coming from a place where guns are pretty prevalent in western pennsylvania i understand sort of i guess people's attachment to it just like anything if you grow up with it you want to have it around whatever but like i don't i don't know where people's like just desire to have it supersedes others safety i think and obviously i don't have the statistics on it but i think in it there's a, a very distinct difference in terms of gun ownership in our country so you look at it as uh the law-abiding citizen who in western pennsylvania like dad and i have guns dad has a gun safe filled with guns you know we went through the, the gun safety courses the hunter safety courses did all that, you know, mm -hmm. practice shooting, respect the weapon, all that yep. stuff. You know? So, um, according to a survey conducted among a thousand Americans in the aftermath of the Orlando nightclub shooting, 36% of U.S. adults either own a firearm personally or live with someone who does. And that's according to the Washington Post. June 36% is not... 2016. It's the lowest, apparently, that it's been in 40 yeah. years. I, I mean, that, that number is surprising <laughs> to me. I would assume that it would be much bigger but again we come from an area with a higher concentration 
of guns or weapons within a home. Um, and a lot of that is for collection purposes and sport. Um, I, I know in college where I went, it was in central Pennsylvania, and one of the things, like, that one of the students there uh, was a local in Sealand's Grove, Pennsylvania, and uh, around the area, and it's very rural, and, you know, he took us out to uh, his hun hun hunter's club, and we went out and we did some trap shooting, you know, for yeah. as fun, you know, just took out shotguns, 10 or 15 boxes of shells, went through the shells, and, and you know, we just did it for sport and for fun sort of thing, as somebody would do, like, to go shopping or go see a movie. Um, but I think that point aside, that's, that, that's fine. Um, but, I mean, essentially, you're, it's something that is protected in the Constitution. And I think just as much yeah. as anything in the United States, there is so much money that revolves around weaponry. Um, you know, gun manufacturers, the sale of guns, the licensing um, of of firearms, uh, everything that it revolves around that industry is so big and, and then so big into the lobbying with the NRA. So you just like with um, you could make the argument just like with anything that you should ban um, you should ban alcohol because it's dangerous and it. It ruins families and people die from alcohol abuse and causes them to do stupid things like get in a car and drive when they're drunk. Yeah, but I see the thing that argument doesn't hold any water with me because the purpose of alcohol isn't to kill people or like destroy things. The purpose of alcohol is to like drink a little bit of it responsibly and then like have a little bit of a buzz. Like it's people's inability to control themselves around it that makes it dangerous. Like, a gun, like, you don't, like, fire a gun to get a little buzz. Like, you fire a gun to, like, fire a bullet into something. Like, think, guns are right made there, to hurt people. I think right there, the <clears throat> shooting a gun to get a buzz, like, it's obviously you don't get the same buzz like you would with alcohol. But I would assume that w when you have a firearm and you do shoot it, and let's say you're doing target shooting, um, for some people it is kind of a high. It is something that they appreciate, something that they like to do. And um, just like there, there are so many other things that you like, you like running. Yep. Um, so, I mean, you get a you get the runner's high. Um, so scientifically, there are endorphins that are released that cause you to love running and want to continue running. Mm -hmm. For somebody that is respectful of, of guns and weaponry and does trap shooting, hunting... Um, anything that's sport related or collecting guns to take that out and shoot it is, you know, they're not out to destroy something other than like a target or an animal. Um, you know, their intent is never to shoot somebody with it. But I think like the intent, like you said, with alcohol, like you never intend to um, get blasted and get behind the wheel of a car. <coughs> sort of thing. Excuse me. It's about the individual um, decisions that you make under a protected uh substance or firearm or right that it, that you whatever you do with it is what is essentially the outcome i mean we could probably discuss this this particular point like all night because like i don't care if it gives you a like my running isn't like designed to hurt anything or anyone it's not designed but i could say to you that well you take it too far because not only do you run 
but then you travel too much to run or you blog too much about it and all I hear about is you're running. So therefore it's infringing it's infringing on my right to not be annoyed. But you're not gonna die because of my running. Well, give it time. <laughs> I mean you survived this long. True. Um, not that, not, you know, not that I'm saying that that is the case, but it is, you know, it's something that you very much enjoy and, and to that extent. Yeah. But like I do things that don't intentionally hurt other people. So back to this, like protect the idea that it's protected. Like, let me just, I just need to read this again about the second amendment. Okay. So it says again, a well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. So they're saying in order to have, like, a militia ready, everyone has to have a gun in the late 1700s. <clears throat> well, now we Which have... they did. Well, ideally, they did back then, you know? No, and they probably did. And so it was important when you have... When you don't have... Well, when you have a new country and you don't have like a a national guard you don't have an army you don't you don't have any of that in order to make sure that this new government that we don't know anything about yet is going to stay under control and or we need to defend ourselves from other enemies of the state like the, it has to me it ha- a well regulated militia has nothing to do with like people who are like well I need to defend my home from what like, what are you defending your home from? Like, wild animals? Like, are you that afraid of your neighbor? Like, it just doesn't... That's not the point of a militia. And, like, we have an army now. We have a National Guard. And, I mean, <laughs> I worked in the government for five years. My husband works in the government now. You work with the government. I guarantee you there's literally no way that the government is going to rise up and, like, oppress the people any more that they are <laughs> than they already are to the point where people would need to get their guns out and open fire. Like, it's just, like, they're not that together. Like, there's just, it's just not, it's not going to happen. I I think um, to that point, and I think you made my argument about everything about the government, is they're not that together. No. I think that looking at even uh, some of, like, we were talking about Jeff Sessions as a former senator, um, you know, congressman. Current racist. You look at the people that, do like kind of run that run this country in congress you know even if i were to say i agree with you and that guns need to be better regulated or if i agreed that there was a gun problem yeah um then you you have to hand the keys to that kingdom for them to be regulated and laws to be created by i think some of the worst people in this country to ever walk on the earth. You know, you're asking these people who are just so absolutely ridiculous to create these laws that would very much affect many people or their passions or for some that would actually think like you can you can say protect you from what, but a sense of comfort is very much an integral part of living a comfortable life. Period. Get a freaking like but to somebody else, that's not that. Who are you to to tell somebody how to feel comfortable? Somebody doesn't want to get shot at the mall. That's who I am. Like- I was, I, and you know, I I was thinking about this today, and I we were in the uh, the Arundel Mills Mall, 
And just the place is packed. I mean, you go on a, a Friday night, a Saturday. We were there Saturday afternoon from, I think, maybe 2 to 4.30. Yeah. Know? So it's a prime time. A lot of families. I mean, a very diverse group of people. Yeah. You know, and if if what you say is true, then or what you think is true, then you should not ever leave your house period you should live in a constant state of fear i'm not because saying you're that going i to get don't shot. live in a constant state of fear i mean i don't i choose not to live my life controlled by my anxiety that i'm going to get shot but it's definitely something i i think about actually today on our run i was telling you guys this over over dinner but I, we like happened upon an altercation where a woman was swinging a baseball bat at somebody and then she, like, went to draw something out of her pocket, and I was like, great, I'm going to get shot. It was a screwdriver, thank God. I think, I, think the but... thing, I think the thing is, too, just looking at it from very different worldviews or, or people in general. When I go to the mall or when I go out in public, mm-hmm. I, as an individual, am not going out with the intent to get in an altercation. Or to get in someone's face. Or, for that matter, to even talk to anybody. <laughs> you know, I don't go to the Arundel Mills Mall to make friends, by any means. And no the, offense, the majority, Mills. Yeah, the majority of people, I believe, in this country, or maybe, I can't say for the world, because I clearly am not well-traveled at all. But, <laughs> but the idea is that they just, they don't want to be bothered, period. It's, it's like a live and let live sort of thing. And people don't... I, I don't know if there were concealed weapons in Arundel Mills today. I don't know. Because well, I didn't not look in Maryland. For you're not... Yeah, because Maryland, you're not allowed to do anything. <laughs> I fart on the couch, and I have a fine <laughs> from both our HOA and the governor's <laughs> mansion for, you know, some sort... Some law I broke. Um, but... We have but, a friend that called it the uh, People's Republic of Maryland. Yeah. I he mean, moved to Virginia. R- R- Maryland's the worst. Um, <laughs> I haven't even been here a year yet. It sucks. <laughs> States, I thought Pennsylvania was bad, but at least they just left you alone there. But anyway, I think I think the fundamental argument that I'm making is that people generally just want to be left alone. They don't want to be told what to do. And while there is, they want to be safe, I think in a sense that if you don't mess with people, you, you aren't going to put yourself in that situation to be shot at the mall. Yeah, but that doesn't account for like, a, you know, a person who's had like a really bad day and is like... I'm just gonna... Yeah, like the active shooter trainings, like trying to spot somebody who's disgruntled and may have a firearm. Right. You know? Yeah, I mean, it's just, like, there's... But, but to that point, to that point, okay, let's say if it's if it's not a gun, just like with everything else, they're going to do, if they, if they are so disgruntled and they decide something snaps in them that they want to hurt as many people as possible, it's not a gun, it's the age-old argument, and I'm tired of listening to it, I don't even want to say it publicly, <laughs> but it's going to be something. If it's not a gun, it's going to be something, you know, yeah, it's going to be a machete. Like, it's going to be the screwdriver, the baseball bat. Now, granted, that's going to do the way number, less right, damage. Yes. Yes. So their kill count will be lower. Yep. But that doesn't stop an individual from wanting no, to hurt somebody. It doesn't. But I feel like, I feel like if more people were being killed by screwdrivers, we would have, and I hate... I hate tying these two closely together in my own mind because they're way separate. Um, but we would have a, a more meaningful conversation about mental health and the status of mental health in this country and the ability to get the help that you need. 
um, or the help that, you know, your family needs. Because, like, that's crazy. Like, if somebody went on a rampage stabbing people with a screwdriver in a mall, like, that's, like, full-on nutso. Yeah. And I feel like if that happened as much as it happened that people were getting shot, people would be like, whoa, we have a screwdriver stabbing epidemic in this country, and we need to talk about... Because nobody would be like, we need to eliminate screwdrivers. Like, that's insane. And it would be a mental health conversation. But that's because screwdrivers are meant to screw things into whatever... What do screwdrivers do? Screw screws in screw the Screw screws in the things. Yeah. <laughs> Life's tough. <clears throat> I don't use screwdrivers that often. Um, so, a lot of things that... Just to unpack with that. So, yes, there is a false equivalency when you say any weapon. You know, obviously, rocket launchers are ban- banned for a reason. You know, you can't... You, you ideally, it's, it's difficult to make a bomb. You know, you can't just go buy bombs. Right. Um, you know, you can make one if you wanted to and, and take it in. And, Seems and like a lot of work. Somebody. Yeah. Whereas a weapon, it is <coughs> functionally easier than to get one of those other mass killing devices. Yeah. But I think that, I think just like you touched upon, you look at, you're not, you're demonizing the weapon. You're demonizing an object versus demonizing the behavior of a person yeah. to even want to do that. So I think, like you said, it is a bigger issue as a public health issue. Um, you know, so you're not... I think that 99% of everything in this country, the actual issue is not dealt with at all. Number one, because going back to my point, our government, I think that it cannot effectively do much of anything well. Yeah. Um, and you look at you look at all of the problems that individuals have in this country. Uh, I think that fundamentally things can be traced back to two key things. Yeah. Is first education. Well, yeah. And poverty. You know, okay. so the financial well-being of an individual and their education level. Um, you know, unless it, it's when something snaps, it's usually for a very brief moment, and usually in court cases and stuff like that when they insanity there's a very short window for them to continually take a shotgun into the mall you know you have eight or ten shells yeah shoot load it up like by that point the craziness the the snapping part is not there the, uh, the so you have to be mentally disturbed and have some very deep un um undiagnosed things or diagnosed things that are not treated correctly yeah um, which is an issue. The other issue is, you know, what I think that education and so does this does is does it re- relate a lot around money? Did they lose their job? Did something like that happen? Do they not have the education or background to think critically enough to really understand the ramifications of not only to get a weapon and to go into a mall and instill fear and hurt somebody, but to actually take a human life? Like what that right. means, you know? Yeah, the permanent. I don't think death. that you know. And our country just fails to really highlight the things that are actually wrong. You go after things like an object. So it's the gun's the problem because, honestly, that's the easiest thing to go after in this sense, even though it is incredibly hard in our country because of the NRA, the deep lobbying it has, and the constitutional amendment. But it's easier to go after that stuff and say you did that versus we need to fix the, the, the grassroots-level stuff that could possibly allow a person to do this 
mentally and physically. Yeah, I mean, I think, but I think they, I think they can, they can and should be mutually exclusive, though. Because, like, if we didn't have guns and we didn't have easy access to guns, I, I just think that it would allow us to have a more clear conversation about it because we wouldn't have to get wrapped around the fact that guns are so prevalent and they are so devastating when they are used. You know what I mean? Like, <coughs> sorry. Like I said, like, if, if it was a, a knife thing, like, it would just seem so much more wild. But because guns, like, we have allowed guns to become such a large part of our culture and to be so ubiquitous, like, it... We can't think, we can't, we as an American people can't think critically about them to really consider, is this actually a right that I feel okay defending? Is this a thing, this gun, that I need to have as an American? And does all of the deaths caused by these things and this right supersede? You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. I just, I think that they... I think I think guns do have to be dealt with first. And I don't think because it's the easy thing. I think it's because it's the thing that sort of hides the fact that mental health is such a problem, right? Like, we need to get that out of the way first. And then we can deal with it. Or maybe we can deal with it at the same time. But I think we gotta... We gotta we got to get rid of... But you, you look at something in terms of what's the lesser of two evils, how this country likes to operate, too. Logically... That doesn't make sense to go after guns because then you are actively hurting people who collect guns, who work in the gun industry, who, um, you know, it's been something that they enjoy, the sport of, of using I'm a gun. I'm sorry, gun. like, get a new, I'm, like, <laughs> like, get a new sport. I, like, I, but you're saying, I you're don't saying feel to, bad you're, for you're you. Demonizing, you're demonizing I'm not people. demonizing them. I, I, I'm not demonizing them. I don't think people that own guns are crazy. I don't think people that like guns are crazy. Like, there are people that like crack who aren't crazy. But I'm sorry, you can't you can't do crack, like, mm-hmm. recreationally. You just can't. Sorry. Like, get a new recreational drug. Like, you know what I mean? Like, we pass those judgments all the time. I mean, I, I ju- I'm, I'm sorry. I just don't feel bad for you. The thing that you like so much killed a bunch of kids in Sandy Hook. So- <laughs> sorry. Like, when the thing that you collect kills kindergartners, like, fuck you. Sorry. Game over. You know what I mean? Like... Mark has a point. Just devil's advocate question. Cars also kill people when they run them over. But cars aren't built to kill people. Like, I didn't didn't invent a car for the fucking army to drive over the Taliban. Like... Well, you could could also make the argument, too, my hunting rifle was not designed... To it, kill was, people. it was designed to take a life. Yes, Amanda. To kill an animal. Yeah, a, a life. Deer hunter. A life. Go ahead, Amanda. I'm just curious on. So you're not saying that we're taking guns away from the military. You're talking Mm-mm. about taking them away from our citizens. Yeah. Okay. So then my question would be what are, because I don't know, but I think possibly that the people committing these terrible crimes. Probably a lot of them obtained their weapons illegally. So, since we can't take them away from the military, they're still out there. Mm-hmm. And the people who want to hurt somebody 
with a gun mm -hmm. would still be able to access them because many of the people committing crimes obtain their weapons illegally. And I, I, I don't to, know if that's to piggy to piggyback on it too. I think that there, I almost look at it as there. To me, there are three types of gun violence in my mind. There's nothing scientific to say about this. This is not research backed. But in my mind, it exists three ways in which there are gun violence. One, accidental shootings. You're a hunter or something like that. Okay, so, you know, gun accidentally goes off. Mm -hmm. It shoots you. It shoots someone else. Very traumatic experience. Yep. Yep. The other is that um, in the instance where, and I just lost the other two, which is great for a podcast. <laughs> so it'd be like, here are my three points, and I only remember one. I only made one. And the one didn't even, wasn't even wrong. Okay. Oh, the other one. Okay, so now I remember. Okay. So the, uh, the second one is your big ticket gun things that... The media will harness to to highlight mass shootings and terrorism. Mass shootings and terrorism. Yep. Okay, you know San Bernardino, Sandy Hook. I mean, you know the names. They've been ingrained in your mind. The people that have done it have been ingrained in your mind. The pictures of them on the you know everything. The trials. The 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 parents that lost children or the children that lost parents. Everything about that mm -hmm. traumatic and awful. But again, it's another caliber. The third which is never actually dealt with, which is actually the biggest part of the epidemic, is things like inner city inner city. This is where you're wrong. Like Chica nope, Chicago, you are, you are city, literally Baltimore. wrong about that. No offense. Two-thirds of gun deaths are suicides. Two-thirds. Okay. Which is and that... 85% of those victims are male. Okay, so... This is all data from... Um, that, that, to me, is whatever. If you're going to kill yourself, you're going to kill yourself. Our dork-in-chief, um, Nate Silver. Well, uh, he's very credible. He did a bang-up job this past November. You should continue to use his factual analysis. Hey, man. He can't... He couldn't account for all the racists, okay? He just didn't have You're that so data. so stupid. <laughs> did you just say I'm so stupid? Yes. Another third of all gun deaths, about 12,000 in total each year, are homicides. More than so half a third, of the... So, okay, so time out. A third, so we in this podcast are talking about a third of, the de of, of deaths. Yeah. Caused by guns. So two-thirds of them are not even relevant to this conversation. Because in my mind, if you're going to kill yourself, a gun's probably the easiest way to do it. You're going to kill yourself regardless. All right? So take away those two-thirds. So we are cussing and discussing a third. So yeah. go ahead. Continue. Um. So of that third, my point was I feel... Not having statistics in front of me or data yeah. to analyze or to to go over and argue with you about because I, I enjoy the alternative facts of the data that you will provide. Um, but no, but to think about the idea of, I say, I'm more concerned about walking th like driving to the Baltimore Zoo, the areas that you had to drive through. I'm more concerned about our van getting shot up because of the neighborhood you drive through. And you look from the time of January 1 to February 28th, um, there's been close to 2,000 violent crimes committed in, the, in that little neighborhood that you drive through in Baltimore. Um, you know, you hear nothing about that. Nothing about it. Well, right, because as the data is telling me right here, two-thirds of those, that one-third of homicides happens to young black men. So nobody cares about them. No, that's true. And I'm not, I care about them. Right, I do too. But, you know, the, the news just, I don't know, where are we going with this? I'm just saying that you're, 
your classification of the gun violence and the gun issue always stems from the big ticket no, media. Th- no, I I think that's a because that's until, an, un, until that's an unfair I, assumption. Until I brought it up, because you always brought up the psychopath walking into a mall shooting up the place. It's not. It's not somebody. But, that, that's, but yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's my like. That's my own anxiety, right? right? I mean, and that's a realistic threat. But to Amanda's point, because I was piggybacking off of that. Oh right, banning Sorry, banning guns, <laughs> banning guns. The, the majority, I'm glad you the majority of the weaponry that those individuals are using. But the data Baltimore, doesn't. A, ah, 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 the data doesn't say that those are illegally acquired weapons. Can you verify that it is or not? I mean, we're gonna. Our producer could probably look into that. If well, he I wasn't think that that's an important. Dicking around on Facebook right now. Can you <laughs> Mark the question the question is so my comparison is sis only cares about or only brings up the big ticket items That's not the true. sandy hooks the stuff like that the terrorists yeah. with guns right. I'm saying and, and so the point was, if you ban guns, that goes away. No, that's not what I'm saying. I mean, if it... If what you, does, but the thing if you, is, your beef... You, so you, no, time out. Your beef, your beef is with guns, okay? Yeah. Ban guns. Yep. What happens when the government bans guns? What, what would your golden process look like that you would bestow upon our wonderfully elected officials to create new laws and processes to effectively ban guns? Now, obviously, that means... They are no longer produced or sold. Right. Okay, fair enough. What do you do when... Because I think the statistic is what? There's two or three guns for every man, woman, and child or something in America. It's some ridiculous statistic. Yeah. What do you do with those guns then? And where are those guns located? Are you are you going to sign up? Like, you signed up to go door-to-door to knock for Hill. I didn't do that, actually. Whatever. You did the voting garbage to, like, get out and vote for the candidate no, that I No, I want. actually... But, vo- I but, volunteered in my local precinct, which is a nonpartisan duty. I don't care. Voting is stupid. But so is your <laughs> argument, because you are not going to volunteer to go door to How door. How do you know that I'm not going to volunteer to go get everyone's Because you just said done. that you're scared of getting shot up, going to a mall. So you're, you're telling me you're going to walk on North Fulton Avenue in Baltimore and say, hey, guys, guns are banned now. I'm doing my civic duty with this to acquire your weapon, which, oh, by the way, you probably obtained illegally anyway. Well, I mean... They're going to get the gun anyway. You're not actually fixing a problem. And in that instance, the problem is a lack of education and high poverty. It's not the gun. Yeah, but, like, do we need a gun in that situation? Like, do people who have... They will get the gun anyway. I disagree with that. I mean, I don't know... I don't know, but like I just in that. But your your the at the core issue that you are raising, the beef is with guns. Yeah. You stop the production. You stop the sale. You yep. round up the guns. Yep. People will get them anyway. They can, and you are not going to be able to round up. Look at the war on drugs. Well, they, look, I mean, it is It, it is it maybe on... to you is a false equivalency, but the government can't. They can't effectively ban drugs, yeah, but the, and they, they can't effectively to, ban but people. They, but they never it. wanted to ban drugs. I mean, you have to. And you they have don't to want actually, to ban weapons either. Ha- well, right now they don't. But I'm just saying, like, I think that there there is a way. There there's a way to make it happen if we really wanted to. If give we really me, give cared. me an example, Eric. I didn't I didn't sit down and write a fucking policy memo about no. how I'm going to go round up all the fucking guns. But your but you 
you are the one that is most upset about it or thinks that it's the biggest issue. I mean, you're the one who's getting real upset. I'm I'm fine over here. I think you started here. it with the with the escalating the situation. But you I think I actually I think it brought was the, you brought the attention you're to like, I'm going to step out now. So <laughs> okay, <peace>. bye. <laughs> bye Felicia. Bye. So you're again and I cuz we're we're getting close to uh 45 40, minutes. 45 minutes here and we want to get into wrap-ups. My core, my core argument is here. I understand your issue with guns. I respect it. I understand there might be a fear and anxiety being around them. Uh, I'm not with f- getting physically hurt Ugh. out in public, sort of thing, and mm-hmm. you don't want others to be hurt by guns. No. And you think that there is an epidemic of all this and whatever. But what my core argument is in this, even if I did agree with that, yeah, this country does not possess the tools or people or leadership necessary at any point ever to rectify the situation that you have an issue with. I disagree with that. And it just, all it takes is a little bit of willpower, but people are so upset. Yes, Amanda. I think that the issue is not a gun issue. It's a people issue. Oh my God. The more, you know, brought to you by NBC, (laughs) (laughs) but not by NBC. Please don't sue us. Also, please don't try to shoot me. <laughs> well, I also, I hear what you're saying, and I respect your opinion. I think that you, I think you and I are talking past each other on this. I think we probably are going to have to revisit this, maybe with yeah. some facts. I mean, because, because maybe with your, an expert. Your, yeah, so your objective here is to raise the social justice warrior banner once again. And to yes. say, go fix everything with out number one actually knowing or thinking through how to fix the problem which is a huge issue the i didn't huge, know the i issue, had to think through it tonight but i but, did, i mean but I here here's the, the biggest thing here's the biggest podcast. well here's the thing is you're saying guns are bad ban guns take them away from people and that's just that's that will never work that that will it's as sure as i am fat and white <laughs> That's never gonna happen, and and you know it, and the most of America knows it, and I'm sure as hell the gun lobby knows it too. So instead of instead of focusing energy on something that you know, you can or cannot <clears throat> that you can't fix, you should focus your energy on things where these individuals that either do commit these horrible crimes or individuals that are involved in violent crimes and stuff <laughs> mm-hmm. like inner cities. Mm-hmm need to focus your efforts on something that will actually really make a change. Okay. But I'm right. Go ahead, social justice warrior. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, well, that was... I don't even want to finish this because it's so stupid. He's so mad, guys. His head is hiding behind the fluffiest, cutest pillow that his wife bought. I need Mark Borger. Oh, my God. Mark Borger is going to hear 10 minutes of this and throw his computer against the wall tell marcy he's never allowed to speak she's never allowed to speak to me again and not allow me to ever see his kids so mark i really enjoyed our time together as friends i I miss you okay so we're gonna wrap up are you okay yeah i'm fine okay we're gonna wrap up this week with our omg wtf moments of the week i mean let you start go ahead there's so many um, from this week, I mean the Oscars. That was like OMG WTF. Oh gosh, you want to talk about? You want to talk about things that biggest, should be banned? The, yeah. The like, biggest, can we just quit that? The, okay, so here's 
So, I don't know if you wanted to talk about the Oscars, but if you want this to be your moment, it, I it don't. Can't. I have something else, but we Go can ahead. talk. No, we okay. can talk about this. So, um, the I can't Viola Viola Davis. Yeah. I think it was. Yeah. I'm going to get the quote wrong, and the two people that listen to this, if they care, they can send us hate <laughs> mail or mean comments wherever it's posted. But she got up there, and she's she gives this speech about how the the plate the where there's the most. Um, opportunity of of like grandeur and um accomplishment you yeah. know like who's the most accomplished and she would say oh it's people in the graveyard because it's so oh right because so they little, had a chance to live right, a life right. right i don't know why that was so hard for me to figure out how it's to fine. say it. it's late you're but, really but, upset so then she goes on to say like how they as artists, like meaning the actors and actresses in yeah, the room and the yeah. people that direct those films yeah. or whatever, yeah. are like the only bastion of hope for art and like as an art form. And like it is just the biggest if, like venue to pat each other on the back, add inches to their own dicks. Like it is just <laughs> so ridiculous. No, and you I want know. to talk about a group of human beings who have no recollection of what life really is like. I mean, outside of their bubble it's just insanity to I me. like definitely was like America is like LOL WTF to everyone in the universe right now it was just, the whole thing was just embarrassing and it's disgusting like with all the things that are actually happening in the world like these people are ugh, I just I can't no they're just terrible but my OMG WTF this week was actually an OMG um because shamrock shakes are back mm. and I had my shamrock shake I try to wait as long as I can in March to have the one shamrock shake of the year. Fair. I waited until the 3rd of March. It was so good. And my WTF that goes along with it is now they offer chocolate shamrock shakes. That was going to be what I was going to say. No, it wasn't. The hidden... I I was going to say when when we... The first (laughs) year we lived in our house uh, in Johnstown on Margaret Avenue, we went up for a shamrock shake... On a Sunday night, because we were working on our master's, and we were starting to write our paper, and I said, let's go try two shamrocks. I'd never had one before. Oh, my God. So I go up, and I was just so underwhelmed, because it didn't have the chocolate, so I went home, and I I put the chocolate chocolate sauce in, the Hershey's, and stirred it up, and it was like a thin Thin mint. Thin mint, yeah. And that's what I wanted and was expecting, and the fact that that just happened. Well, now you can do it. So I personally don't want... I like... I'm a shamrock shake purist, but I just want everyone to know that it's an option. Will, the amazing young man that waited on us, really wanted me to try the chocolate. I almost had to physically fight him to get make sure I had the one that I wanted, but he was super concerned for my (laughs) shamrock shake safety. Eric... L-O-M-G W-T-F. Uh, so, for me, um, NASA, as many of you know, um, came out and they, I don't even know how far along in advance they said about this garbage nonsense. <laughs> that they, they, they were like, you know, oh, we got, it, it's like the bullcrap they do with trailer for a trailer of a trailer of a movie now. Yeah, Like, yeah, in yeah. a week, the trailer for Spider-Man like Homecoming. Beauty, so, Beauty and the Beast, yeah. I feel and like. And it's like, just yeah. show me the stupid trailer or right, I'll just please. go shoot it. Like <laughs> this, this is why we have to get rid of guns. Yeah, because, because I'm NASA. going to shoot myself. No. <laughs> um, so the, the NASA comes out and they're like, "Hey guys, remember us? We're still important. Here is this really big news we're going to share." And I was like, "Man, this is it! Like they found life. Like 
significant life, not like the amoeba yeah. in a puddle on Mars or that yeah. garbage. Like something significant that would actually have an impact on my or my children's or my children's 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 life. Yeah. No. What do they say? They say they found seven stupid planets <laughs> that are like Earth or inhabitable by Earth. And hashtag science, I don't understand it and I don't care because it's stupid. Because <laughs> at the end of the day, I read and they're like, it's 39 something mark fact check. How many light years away was that closest planet that was like an Earth like planet? Um, what was the name of the planet again? I don't know. He's too mad about it to know. No. You are literally the worst Bajillions of dollars NASA probably spends. They find seven planets (laughs) that are supposedly like, oh, we could go live there sort of situation. Yeah. So I expect like, all right, let's let's get that shit on a shuttle and let's go. (laughs) Then you do the calculation of how long it takes to get there. It's like, they're like, it's 39 light years. So then it's like, okay... So, light travels at 186,000 miles per second, which we can't get close to. Kilometers. Then, no, that's miles per second. Then, the, you look at it, it would take, like, something ridiculous, and I don't know, off the, it's like 390,000 years to get to the closest <laughs> one. That's not news, NASA. <laughs> that's like saying, oh, look at this picture of the white sands of Greece, because I know I'm not going there. Oh, uh, we'll go to the white sands of Greece. No, Greece like is that. a mess anyway. Nobody wants to go there. But, but NASA, get your head. No out offense. Of, no get offense your head out of your ass, NASA. That's bullshit. You want to talk about fake news? That's fake bullshit. Oh, not news. fake news. That's bullshit fake news because number one, I'm not going to be there, and number two, this Earth will be so far destroyed. Mark's over there pumping out YouTube. Videos. <laughs> yeah, right. But that's I'm trying to the, figure out how far away those planets. That's are. the WTF moment for me, and I'm like NASA. You're so You know, like mad. no wonder the guys that work there got stuffed in lockers growing up because that's just garbage. News. Okay. Because with current technology, it doesn't say exactly how far away they are, but it estimates with current technology, and this is CBS local news in New York. It estimates that it will take 159,000 years. Oh, good. <laughs> like how how is that news and every one of those guys probably the janitor at nasa makes more than i do and these people are telling me it'll take one hundred fifty nine thousand years to get to a planet we think you could live on oh god put a trump tower up there and i'll go oh no come on don't ruin the new planet it's 54 minutes let's close this out <laughs> You're so mad. I hate, I hate NASA so much. Oh my so god. Stupid. Oh my god. Okay. All right, so uh, we just want to thank you for joining in for our first episode of Sibling our, Discourse. Our first, second, our, our first, second, our second first our episode. Second first episode of Sibling Discourse. Hopefully, nothing political happens that upsets my sister again, and she can't do the podcast again. <laughs> um, so, I think we can only elect one racist, misogynist piece of shit per year. So I think we're good. Okay. Um, so thank you again for listening. Thank uh, you. We're going to hopefully do this as a weekly podcast. Uh, the podcast will be posted on social media. Um, we do have a, a Twitter and a Gmail account where you can reach out to us. Um, it's sibling discourse is our handle on Twitter and sibling discourse at gmail.com. If you want to shoot us topics or ideas that you would like us to talk about and, or like argue easy about. on the fucking hate mail okay yeah. like we get it you disagree with us like we're only really interested in you telling us how hysterical we are yeah. how great we sound and that you wish you could pay us money to listen to this right like i'm i'm good on like your like 
treatise on how I'm a dumb bitch or something. Right. Like, so, <laughs> so um, we're not exactly sure the format of how this is going to be posted and everything like that, but we'll get it out to you, obviously, because you're listening to this. Thanks for far. listening, Tom Brahanek. Yeah, so thank you so much for listening. Thanks, uh, Mom. Be safe out there, because now, apparently, every time you go to the mall, you're going to get shot. <laughs> and, oh, uh, God. Sorry, and, NASA. <laughs> yeah, and sorry, NASA, that you guys are waste. So until next week, take care.